0: hello and welcome to the villain was right the podcast where we look at movies and tv shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask were they really all that bad i'm your host craig fay and i'm your host rebecca reeds and this week on the podcast we are doing the much requested uh flight of the navigator uh, I can't as, believe
1: this is highly requested.
0: We've had a few requests for this. This movie was even one of our first. Um, it was on a poll for one of our first audience choices and did not pull it off. Uh, but we've had people who have kept asking to do this one for 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 a while. So I'm really happy that we finally uh, found a time to do it because uh, I remember this movie from when I was a kid. Uh, it terrified me. <laughs> We'll get to that in a minute, but.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I should hope so. Uh, No, this is my first watch. And that's the only reason why I was surprised, not because I think it's a bad movie or anything like that. It's just that I had never heard of this movie before in my life.
0: Yeah, I feel like this must have been one that was either like my parents recorded off of TV or like they could get free from the library or something like that. You know, like for some reason, this was in heavy rotation when I was a kid.
1: Maybe Family Channel, because watching it, I was like, oh, this is a bad. Family Channel movie.
0: Well, like no, I this could... is a this is a theater released movie.
1: No, no, no. I understand that, but I mean one of those ones where like even theater releases, like Family Channel would have these movies on constantly that had this kind of style of like you can watch this at one in the afternoon and it's very palatable.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, that's possibly it. Um, I could have just been that I was so scarred by the first half of this movie that I saw <laughs> it once and never forgot it. But uh, for those well, I mean, of you who... Uh,
1: it was released in uh, 86, so that makes 86. sense. Like, yeah, like I was born in 1990, so it's. Uh, yeah. I think it's reasonable that I skip this one.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. It was probably in... Ha- yeah, because I would have been uh, t- probably two when it came out. So yeah, there you go. That makes sense. Um, But for those of you who have not seen uh, Flight of the Navigator, the plot is basically um, that there is a a kid, uh, David, I believe, uh, who is uh, living with his family, and he goes into the woods to go um, look for his little brother who hasn't yet come home from dinner, and falls down a cliff, uh, wakes up a little later, goes home, and his parents don't live there anymore. It's been eight years and he has been declared legally dead. Uh, and it turns out that um, an alien found him, decided that you only use... Since humans only use 10% of their brain, the alien filled the rest of his brain with uh, navigator navigation charts, I guess, like star charts, how to navigate a spacecraft, and then dropped him back off eight years later. And we eventually find out that this spacecraft, I, I, I'm i losing it now, but like the spacecraft <laughs> needs to get the kid back in order to get home because it crashed into a hydro pole and lost all his maps. That's, yeah. that's basically it. Right. And then at this the very is the plot line, <laughs> then at the very end, the, uh, the alien decides, Oh, I can't take you back in time. Cause it's too it's too dangerous. And then he just takes him back in time anyway, and it's all fine. But uh, yeah, who would you say the villain of this movie is supposed to be?
1: Okay. Well, I think the villain is supposed to be NASA, right? Mm-hmm. The villain yeah. is NASA. And for some reason it is not this alien, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because this is all very bad, for sure. Can I ask you something?
0: Louis Faraday, Dr. Louis Faraday, is kind of the head of this Yeah, so he's supposed to
1: be the villain because he's um, kind of limiting contact between the child and his parents. And he's, you know, I I suppose in the eyes of the audience, he's supposed to be a little too assertive or too overbearing. And he's not um, giving this child his rights, essentially.
0: Right. Uh, wrongful imprisonment is kind of maybe, how you, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: maybe. so, like, they're they're tossing that around. But it's just, like, I completely understand all of his motivations. If you plug into my brain and shit starts popping out like that, like, yeah. I, yeah, probably gonna get this kid to stay. I would say the only, I would say the NASA's misstep in my mind is just not, um, is not verbally involving the child as much as they should. They need to let them know what's going on a little more, I think. But other than that, I I get why you need this information.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it, it's ridiculous. So they find a cr- NASA finds a crashed alien spaceship, yes, and then a kid who has been missing for eight years shows up with the plans for that spaceship in his head he's able to control machines with his mind and prints out basically the schematics for this spaceship. And it's not even like they go and abduct this kid. He just goes, Hey, wouldn't you like to know why you've been missing for eight years? Can't remember any of it and haven't aged a day. Yeah. (laughs) Come to our facility. And we think we can give you some answers. He goes, it'll be 48 hours. I promise. And then the first experiment they do, he goes, oh, I'm going to need more than 48 hours.
1: <laughs> which <laughs> is <that's> fair.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? Like that's supposed to be such a villainous, like I'm going to keep him in this lab and do tests on him forever. But literally all they did was plug plug an EEG, which is like so in vase, un invasive, in uh, not evasive. <laughs> 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 I'm not sure any of these words are right. Uh, they don't have to drill into your brain is what I'm saying. <laughs> And he's controlling computers, and he goes, "Oh, I I think I maybe misjudged on that forty-eight hour thing." And then the kid runs away because he wants to see his parents. Like it's, it's insanity. It is
1: insanity because he's presented new information. Okay, this kid's literally erupting with knowledge. Okay, like galaxies they've never seen before, charts that they'll. I, I think NASA would probably want and need. I could be wrong. Seems right up their alley. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I mean, it's not even like they want it selfishly, right? It's like they want to help the kid too, right? They want to explain why he hasn't aged at all. They want to explain why he can't remember anything. They want to explain where he's been for eight years and why his family moved away and declared him legally dead. Like it's, there's a mystery and a lot to solve there. And it's not like they abduct him. It's not like they, you Mm -hmm. know, lie to his parents. It's not like they, you know, get the, okay. They do lie at one moment though.
1: Oh, when (laughs) they lie when, um, when he escapes in the spaceship and they were like, uh, "Can we talk to our son?" And this guy's like, "Ah, <laughs> no, he's he's busy right now. <laughs> like, he's got shit to do." I'm sorry, we'll get him to call you back at his earliest convenience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they do lie about that, but I also do understand that lie um, because this at this moment is um, pretty much a point of national security. I think we can yeah. agree. Okay, a kid just hijacked an alien spacecraft is and is now flying not only around our country, but around the whole world, I'd probably give that a minute. Because this guy does seem like, he definitely wants to tell the truth, but he's like, I had to put out at least one of these fires, okay, before I say, before I get this kid on the phone. You know what I mean?
0: Yes. You you don't want to get on the phone with parents and they'd be like, can we talk to our kid? And you go, listen, shit went wrong. Stuff's going real bad right now. Real bad. Yeah, got he's no in other a details than that. Craft. I'll call you back later.
1: <laughs> he's in. A, he is in a vehicle that before this point you probably didn't believe existed. Yes. How do you explain that to a person? <laughs> okay. Like, <"Hey>, okay. <laughs> everything you thought was like magic and bullshit, it's real and we're living it and uh, your son is in it. Okay. <laughs> Like, yeah, I understand lying about that. You're going to need
0: a little more time to walk through that conversation. You can't have that conversation when you're dealing with an emergency.
1: I think it is a little justified. You know what I mean? A little bit. Give yourself a little bit of time, okay? Yeah. That's that's everybody. That's most people when you're caught in a problem. You're like, okay, okay. I got to try and at least give myself enough time to fix this. And if I can't, then I'll make the phone
0: call. <laughs> R- right. And I'll tell you what went wrong. Oh, I'll yeah. tell you what was up. It's like, listen, uh, we encountered a problem. Um, you know, oh, hey, I know you ordered uh, the pasta. We're actually out of sauce right now. <laughs> I checked with <laughs> the kitchen. Uh, they can't make you uh, pasta. Would you like something else from our menu? Not just like... Running out in the dining room and be like, "Kitchen fucked up." More details later.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I hate that you use it. I'm having like server PTSD right now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm literally, Sorry. like you took me to a place <laughs> in that, dude. I swear to God, man. I used to serve. What time I served pasta specifically? I don't know why. <laughs> this woman got mad because she wanted. I think she wanted like spaghetti. like I used to work at a place where you could pick your noodle, your sauce, and your topping. Right. Um, And she wanted spaghetti and their system, like uh, sometimes, you know, when the buttons are a little off, so you press one point and it hits the one underneath it or whatever. They would do that all the time. And sometimes when you were in a rush, you couldn't check everything. Um, And I brought out, and it was fettuccine noodle, but everything else was correct. And she made me send it back. And I was like, this bitch, I can't. (laughs)
0: This bitch. (laughs) Go back there with a the pair of scissors and cut those fettuccine oh, like flies. Dude, you got to
1: be something. Anybody, if I ever saw that at a restaurant, I I can't even imagine. It tastes, it's the same.
0: Relax. It I mean, it's it's ha- the same. Yeah, it's, it's, I would not send that back for sure.
1: I And I could understand if it was like semi-empty or like you could tell I wasn't super busy or something like that. This ki- This place was the most rammed it had ever been ever. Yeah. Okay, it was every table full, People are complaining because they're not getting your their food fast enough, and you're going to make me go back there, get a new order for you going in front of all these people that are waiting because the noodle is a different size. Yeah. Ah, oh, sorry.
0: Weird rant. <laughs> uh, <and what laughs> Where we, did I go? And what we've just uh, established is that uh, working at NASA is just as stressful <laughs> as the dinner rush. i uh.
1: will tell you, man, when you're whitewalled, <laughs> holy shit. Uh.
0: <laughs> but... <laughs> The other the other thing is is like I I remember this movie. I remember it being entertaining, but what got me was so as soon as that kid gets in the spacecraft, right, the movie drops off a whole lot in terms of interesting things that happen. Did you not agree?
1: I okay. okay. I, I found really, the second half
0: of this movie really boring. <laughs>
1: I really struggled to figure out if I liked this movie or not, to be honest with you. I really – because there are parts of it that I do really like, and I'm like, this is interesting and kind of weird. And I do like – I really like the 80s as a time period. I think it's hilarious as a concept. (laughs) All the shit that was going down. I – I don't know. I don't know if I found it boring because I was still like, maybe because I'd never seen it before. So I didn't know how it was going to end. Okay. So I was still invested probably a little more than you were, but I did find that there were big shifts in tone and narrate, like kind of the storyline where I was like, that's I, I, I felt like it. at moments they were like Tarantinoing me, where I was just like, "Oh, I feel like everything's changed all of a sudden. What happened?" Like,
0: <laughs> oh yeah, because like it, the the first half of that movie where it's like it's really dark. It's like it's scary. It's in the woods. Like from a kid's perspective, that's that's really scary. And they set it up almost like one of the most terrifying um, uh, Twilight Zone episodes or whatever. It's like, what if you as a kid went home and your parents didn't live there anymore? And, yeah. and it's just this old couple who you don't know who are telling you to calm down and you just watch a kid your same age break down in tears, screaming, where's my mom? Where's my mom? I just want to go home. Where's my family? And the cops come and get them and are like, you were declared legally dead. Like <laughs> like this, <laughs> that sticks with me forever. Like your parents you were
1: declared legally dead. Your is parents crazy.
0: forgot about you. <laughs> And moved away without you. Like, that is embedded in my head right now. So that is terrifying. And then there's this weird NASA part in the middle where he comes back. And they're like, NASA wants to study him. And then he gets into the spaceship. And then that's just a bunch of flying around. But they don't go anywhere interesting. They just go up and they go across. And there's like... Well, to me,
1: that was like the the childlike (laughs) part of the movie.
0: Yeah, okay, to it, me, that was very point, much like
1: the the reward of like all this darkness of like, look how fun this is. If you were a kid, wouldn't this be amazing?
0: I guess so. But I guess that's the tone shift you're talking about. Yes, I mean, it's yes, just yes, like, yes, yes. Yeah. It's just like, oh, now we're flying around and it's fun. It's like, but that's not the movie that you set up.
1: <laughs> it's, I I found it hard to believe that this was a Disney movie. You know what I mean? Because it was such a shift in tone where I was like, oh, this isn't going anywhere where I thought it was going to go. And now I can't even remember where I thought it was going to go because I can't get the ending out of my head. (laughs) I can't imagine. Okay. So I would love to talk about how this uh, alien spacecraft being is 100% the villain of this whole story. Oh,
0: absolutely. (laughs) Max, yeah. Max. Max. Okay. uh...
1: So this guy... Let's just, let's just note that this spaceship just dropped this kid off eight years later. Like, fuck it. I, it was too dangerous. I might've killed you to bring you back for some reason <laughs> that we've shoehorned in. Um, so he, the whole plot line is, is that he, uh, this spacecraft, this alien was worried about bringing him back in time. Normally they take specimens kind of study them, figure them out, and then drop them off exactly where they pick them up, same time, everything, because this this yes. thing can alter time. Um but instead, because they're like, oh, as a human being, you're like too complicated. Essentially, I guess, like I,
0: too which fragile is fragile, or yeah, yeah, you're fragile.
1: We can't do this. So if I bring you back, there's a chance that you're just gonna like evaporate. Essentially, um, but instead of giving him any of this information, okay, an explanation as to why he's being dropped off, where he's being dropped off, what's happening, he just drops this kid off like. Bucket. Okay. it. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, just abandons this kid and then only I've picks him up here.
0: No. <laughs> because
1: he crash landed and it fucked up his navigation system. If it had not messed up his navigation system, he would have just left. Okay. Yes. This kid would have been left forever. Okay. In a state of eight years from now. Okay. His whole, he doesn't have friends. His parents are older. His, his younger brother is Older, older than, than him, him now yep. um, his whole world is fucked up there's a lot to put on a child by the way this is a child okay um, the only reason he comes back to pick him up is because his navigation's messed up, and he put all of this information in this kid's head. And he's like, "You're gonna, I'm gonna essentially download all this from you, and it's gonna save me." But that's the only reason he comes back for him. Okay, it's <laughs> <So laughs> for self service. Okay, and that's the only reason why he does end up back in the time period he's supposed to end back up in.
0: I agree, 100. So, so your your point about like putting him back, it it kind of felt like. You know, if there's that big display of cans, you know, that pyramid of cans in the grocery store, and you picked one up, and the entire pyramid collapsed and goes everywhere, that's... What he did was kind of like putting that can back. (laughs) You know what I mean? You caused this huge disaster. There's fucking corn all over the aisles, and you go, oops, hope no one notices as you put that thing back.
1: Oh, dude, to me, you went on... To me, this is the equivalent... Of having a dog you don't want anymore, dropping it off in a different area code and going, okay, they're not going to be able to find. Oh, Only instead of an area code, it's fi- it's time.
0: Yes. The way you, <laughs> you- said it is much sadder. <laughs> but it's true. Absolutely.
1: It's true. It's like dropping somebody off in a time period where there's no concept of what's going on. Everything's absolutely changed. And he has given him no information.
0: None. None. It's, as as far as the kid is concerned, he falls down a ravine in the woods behind his house and then kind of goes like, oh, that's weird, and gets up and goes home. Like, it's almost like no time has passed for him. He's um, like, not
1: even a pamphlet. Craig, come on. No. You could slip a pamphlet in the kid's back pocket or
0: something. <laughs> so you've been displaced in time. <laughs> Oh no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, but and speaking of the things that this bad things that this alien does, I think this is the worst thing it does, which is Max just flippantly mentions that he put the navigational information in the kid's head. Like he goes, Yeah, we found that humans only use 10% of your brain. So we thought, what happened if we put the rest of it in there?
1: You're a science experiment. By the yeah, way. we're just gonna like And I
0: threw it yeah, like trash. That's like picking up your dog, like you said, and being going like, Oh, they've got a mouse. I wonder if like mud will fit in there. <laughs> That's an incredibly cruel thing to do. Mud
1: been... I was
0: trying to come up with something. <laughs> I was
1: thinking like marshmallows or something. I'm like, yeah. oh, how, many, how marshmallows many marshmallows can we put in your bed? Uh, yeah. I noticed
0: the dog wasn't using most of its mouth, so I just <laughs> to put. Because that is, I'm, I'm going to go off on this. I'm going to science you for a bit here, Rebecca. Ah, uh, um, science! Science! This is. I'm not a biologist. I'm not a neurologist or anything like this. But this is one of my biggest pet peeve when it comes to science in movies is this persistent plot point that writers keep putting in their movies where they go we only use 10% of our brain. We do You were going to talk about this. We use all of our brain. Every single we don't use it all at the same time. You know where that 10% comes from? It comes from people like early doctors cutting open live patient's head and poking at it with a stick and the 10% are the 10% of things where it's like it made your arm twitch or your eye blink like they could only find 10% of the brain that did something but like it, they just lacked the ability to explore the brain better like that's where that 10% comes from and i have seen it in so it's many in so many movies, movies. so mm-hmm. many it's like, what could we what what could a human do if they could use 100% of their brain? They would have a seizure, is what they would do. <laughs> Every neuron in your whole brain firing all at once is a seizure.
1: <laughs> it always you know? freaks me out because that doesn't need to be a plot point. You know what I mean? You can just get rid of that number and say, we downloaded this into your brain.
0: Done. Done. We reprogrammed That's it. That's you know, I've, I've,
1: I've bought in. I know exactly what you're talking about. We've enhanced We're your
0: brain. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you don't need this twist of like, ooh, look at look at how much science we know. <laughs> we we don't actually know anything. <laughs> well, this is
0: this was I know this is in '86, but a quick Google, man, a quick <laughs> just <laughs> or, or in, this is '86. So Encyclopedia Britannica, go to the bees for brain and be like, do we use ten percent of our brain? No, we use a hundred percent of it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. There we go. Oh yeah. Yeah. So simple. Drives me crazy. And you're right. It's an, it's an easy fix. It's an easy fix. We don't need it, but
1: yeah, just throw it out. It doesn't move your plot point along at all. No. Doesn't make any sense. Well, also I I love how they've sprinkled Sarah Jessica Parker into this movie. (laughs) Just a light dusting.
0: Yeah. I was kind of like, what was your point? Like, what's your point
1: (laughs) how did she get this role (laughs) like
0: i was like okay so is he kind of learning to talk to girls because they kind of set up at the beginning that like he's afraid to go talk to a girl he has a crush on because again he's like 10 or 12 i think 12 yeah and you Definitely go, okay. whatever
1: age he's at He's too young yeah. to be dealing with this shit
0: <laughs> Yeah
1: <laughs> Whatever age that is
0: Yeah We're, And then okay so if that's the case If Sarah Jessica Parker is supposed to be there As kind of like this like You know very innocent love interest or whatever Because it's obviously a Disney movie and it's kids But in which case that doesn't make any sense Because she's old enough to work for NASA <laughs> Yeah you, Like you don't Just get hired at NASA when you're you know 13 years old or something like she's in her 20s
1: yeah i found that plot line weird
0: and does she was, do anything to help him escape
1: i think she kind of uh not really i mean he basically it's, rides it's kind out of like she room. doesn't say anything it's like she knows he wants to get out she knows where he's going but she doesn't say anything even though okay. um I'm sorry, it doesn't take NASA to figure out where he's going. <laughs> All he's been talking about is his parents and how he wants to go home. Oh, where did that kid in the spaceship go? Maybe where he's been talking about? <laughs> this whole movie? Maybe that's where he went. Do you do you know it- anything? The server of, of NASA? Do you know anything? The so, <laughs> The waiter of NASA. Do you yeah. know? Like, we're gonna grill the you. The robot. If you're lying. We're gonna know about it.
0: <laughs> the robot shepherd. Like basically, she just yeah. walks around with a robot who serves the meals. Uh, can you imagine Hi. that phone call though? Go be like, "Hi, uh, it's NASA. Um, unrelated to anything else. Have you seen your son lately? <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay, don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> it's just such a weird. I'm sure he's
0: around here somewhere.
1: <laughs> I do find they have a weird, there, there's something, there's a weird, like, uh, there's something weird going on with the relationship in the sense of, I don't know what relationship we were trying to create there.
0: Yes. Um.
1: And most of the time when I see a relationship like that, I in my mind I'll switch the genders and see if I still feel comfortable with it. And if I don't, I'm like, oh, if this is super creepy, then it's like, oh yeah, this is, you know what, this is just super creepy.
0: And what did you, what was your uh, conclusion on this one?
1: Mm, I, I don't think I really had one, to be honest with you. I was like, ah, this is this is walking a line that I'm like, I don't yeah. personally love, but I also don't, I can't, there's nothing there that I could necessarily fault. You know yeah. what
0: I mean? Yeah, I, I think it's probably supposed to be framed as, like, this is a friend and a kind ear and somebody who ha- is willing to reach out to the kid and not treat him like he's just some sort of experiment. But it's also not that like we see him like he he goes through one test that's it and otherwise mm-hmm. gets put in a room that's filled with cool shit he gets all these NASA hats and toy rockets and a TV and everyone's pretty nice to him yeah like the the uh, the doctor uh, allows him to uh, uh, Dr. Faraday allows him to call his parents like they have a phone conversation with him right away <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know what I wrote down that got me shook? The one thing that I was like, that is so weird between the two of them, is he kind of says, like, you don't know how I feel. And Sarah Jessica Parker's response to that was was that she was in a military family and she had to start over all the time. And I was like, that is not the same thing at all. No. (laughs) What are you saying? This kid... Time traveled, and he is now kind. Tick, almost, he feels like a prisoner of NASA. Whether he is or not is up for discussion. But that's the way he feels. Okay, he's essentially a science experiment right now. And you're like, oh yeah, I could totally relate. I had to move <laughs> quite a bit.
0: <laughs> I had to I had to start over at a lot of schools. Oh, you had Ooh. to start over at school. <laughs> Was everybody eight years older than you whenever <laughs> you switched schools? Did you have a best friend who was suddenly eight years older than you?
1: Like, what a weird. Uh, oh, I can relate. I'm the same. Nope, nope. I would have shut that shit down so fast.
0: I think I, I think we're all a little guilty of that from time to time, where we want to try and sympathize or empathize with somebody. And then you realize you just totally missed your mark and you're like, this is these two situations are not at all the same. Oh, <laughs> I do that
1: <laughs> all the time. All the time. But I always end it because I'll always hear it halfway through. Yeah. Because I'll be halfway through my story or my sentence and I go, Nope, 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 <laughs> nope,
0: nope, no, 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 no.
1: And then by the end of it, I go, But of course that's not the same thing at all. Yours is much worse. <laughs> That's I've ended so many stories
0: when, that way. <laughs> when really all you want is to say, all you really are trying to say is I too have felt bad.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I am sorry that you are going through this.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh That's my it. God.
0: That's it. Sex in the city. All you got to do is just be like, I too have felt bad. <laughs> I too am a time traveler. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, I really don't like Sarah Jessica Parker. I It's almost impossible. I've tried to watch yeah. Sex and the City so many times, and it's really I can't do it.
0: What What is it about her?
1: I don't know. All right, fair enough. I don't know. There's a quality I don't um, I don't like, and I don't like. Yeah, I don't know. Her and Matthew Broderick. I'm like, mm, I think you guys might deserve each other. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What a weird take. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> Just like, I don't know. There's something weird about them. They deserve each other. Like, okay. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> um, one, one way I sa- I started thinking about Max and the spaceship and things like that, that really put its ultimate villainy really into perspective for me, was recasting this as, instead of an alien spaceship, a drunk driver. Right. <laughs> Whoa. So let's go through the plot of this again. So pretending that Max is a drunk driver. So Max is a drunk driver. He crashes into hydro poles, totals his car, and forgets where he's going. So what does he do? Is he abducts a child that's at the same treatment facility that he's at. Well, that he already
1: abducted once, by the way. That he
0: already abducted once. Yeah. Oh, here's the thing. This guy's... Crashes into things, releases a child that's been missing for eight years, reabducts him and being like, I need you to navigate because there's blood in my eyes or whatever, and (laughs) (laughs) drives around, and NASA's the one being like, no, don't do that. (laughs) Like, insanity. It's absolutely insane to think that at any point, Max is a good guy in this.
1: It's also insane to me that this um this being or entity or whatever whatever you want to call it, this alien is hopping around picking up information people things um, animals from different planets and not leaving anything better than when they left it you know what I mean like you're here you've crash landed you're not willing to give up any technology but you want to steal all of the secrets of every planet
0: oh yeah that's kind what of- a
1: weird. Why are you cataloging everything and not and also not even um, keeping your your rules in your rules in order, which is you're supposed to leave it how you found it
0: yeah, yeah. and you're
1: not doing that. And because, and you're like, Oh, whoopsie. (laughs) (laughs) It just seems like there's no moral repercussions. This guy's just like, yeah, you know, put a bunch of stuff in your brain. I crash landed. So sorry. Um, And, (laughs) and we'll only do, uh, we'll only bring this kid back in time because this kid is essentially like, we have to work out a deal. Okay. You have to take me back. Okay, and it's the only reason he agrees to it is because he's kind of holding these maps hostage. Yes. Like, that's insane. Now, okay, here, here's a question, um, and this is just a generic whatever. You're that person. There's a very large chance you'll get evaporated. Do you still go back? Do you make the decision that this main character has made?
0: I don't think I do. I don't think I do either. <laughs> no. <laughs> I go, like, don't get me wrong. That would suck. It would suck losing eight years of your life. Not really losing eight years of your life. He hasn't lost any time. It's just that mm-hmm. the world has moved on around him. I think I would just try and make a good go of that. Like, it, 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 it would suck that I would have to go probably for periodic testing from NASA. But I, yeah, you know, it's kind of like if you had to stay in the hospital for a, a couple days... You know, you wouldn't be like, no, send me back to the time before I had to go to the hospital. You'd be like, this is my life. You know, I got to go get dialysis or whatever it is every once in a while. But I'm going to still live my life.
1: Yeah, you know what? I I also, I think, depends on the time period. You know what I mean? If, if, If 2012, Rebecca, got dropped off in 2020... I don't know. I might go back. (laughs) I don't know. I might be like, you know what? (laughs) I just want to, I want to see the other shit. (laughs) I'm going to go,
0: I'm going to invest in some Zoom. Uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah, Like I just think maybe uh, uh, now's uh, not the time. (laughs) (laughs) So it it does depend, but if I'm getting dropped off in the 80, like 86, yeah, I'll probably stay. (laughs) Yeah.
0: A way you could just continue on your life. Let's wait. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't alive for it, but uh, how different was 1978 to 1986?
1: Not at all. I I just have to assume it's all drugs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe VCRs are a little cheaper in 1986. Mm,
1: Yeah. (laughs) Plus, that'd be cool to wake up and be like, okay, what's all the new shit?
0: (laughs) Oh. What's all the
1: new tech? (laughs) Like, let's hit it.
0: Well, I think if you're 12, you could probably pull that off.
1: Oh, like, for sure. Because you're—it's it, not like you're an adult. You're not stuck no, in your ways. Like you're gonna learn really quick still at like twelve you, years old.
0: If you took me to twenty twenty-eight right now, I'd be like, I don't understand a goddamn thing. I don't understand how these computers work anymore. I don't understand. You know, Craig versus technology. He's not. He's. Lo- it's a losing race for me. The further <laughs> I go into the future, the worse it's gonna get.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely, dude. I I don't know. Although it would, there would be something thrilling about knowing some of the shit that happens, and then going back in time and being like, "Oh yeah, I know, I do I know some of this stuff."
0: <laughs> oh, uh, oh, if I could maintain memories, that's kind of a different. Because does he remember?
1: Well, yeah, because he has one of the creatures on him.
0: Oh right, right, the right, one right, where right, the right, planet right, yeah.
1: was. Oh, oh. Okay, <laughs> I want to step back for a second because this yeah. just reminded me of this. Okay, so um, the whole idea, because so, so he has um, all of these various creatures on his uh, on his spaceship uh, that he like collects, drops off. Same time, yes. No problems, right? Apparently, like wipes these things' memories. Essentially, they have no idea this has happened. Okay, one of them. Um, they're like, oh, we can't take him back because he doesn't know this yet, but his planet is destroyed. And it's like, well, if you have the possibility of time travel, could you help a brother out? You know what I mean? Like, maybe you could intervene. <laughs>
0: yeah, maybe.
1: <laughs> because I don't believe – now, if I believe that you have this hard set rule of you do not – like, it, it's almost like this idea of the space travel – av- Exactly. Like leave it as you found it. You can't affect anything. Um, well, clearly this isn't a rule you have because you're just leaving twelve year olds wherever the fuck you want. <laughs> can you just <laughs> dropping them off wherever? So this is not a rule you have. Okay. So I think maybe maybe we can make some exceptions. Be a good guy. Go save this planet.
0: Why yeah, not? <laughs> absolutely. The the disturbing implication of what Max is doing though is that he is not the actual aliens. He is just a scout. And scouting for what?
1: Mm, ooh, I like how dark you went. <laughs> like at
0: what point, why are you going through and categorizing all of these different species and specifically whether or not they are a threat, whether or not you classify them as inferior? Uh, he And he uses that word. He goes inferior life forms, right? Why are you going and classifying all these living things? Why do you not give a shit if a planet erupts? Why are you wiping... Um, the memory of intelligent species uh, of your existence. Why are you wiping their memory of that? Why, you know, why no. are you being kept a secret? Like, what are you preparing us for? You're not, <laughs> you're not just like a fun Pee Wee Herman uh, robot eye who's letting a kid fly around all crazy. You're, this is planning for an invasion. You are doing the groundwork for an invasion. That's what I'm gonna call. I'm going to even go so far as to say uh, uh, Independence Day is a direct sequel to this movie. (laughs) 86, and then like Mm -hmm. 10 years later, 1996, they're like, guess what? We know that you can't do shit. So here we are.
1: Well, and, and to speak to that point, this is something that I believe now, of course, this is a children's movie. So none of this has, none of these implications are in effect. Okay. But this would be questions that NASA would be asking. Okay. This is why they're looking into this because you, they have to go, okay, is this, what is this scout? Like, why is he here? What's he, or what are they looking for? Um, it doesn't, uh, and they can't even open the thing. Okay, so, mm-hmm. yeah, like, of course we need to have this lockdown. Uh, why so many uh, people at NASA are playing cards and not paying attention is beyond me. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I yeah. These are not good henchmen. <laughs> I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> no. Okay, uh,
0: Classic henchmen, not good henchmen.
1: Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> A lot of not paying attention to the um, alien spacecraft. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. if it was me, okay, and I had an alien spacecraft that I'm looking, I probably... I don't think I would be able to look away.
0: Oh, even as a security guard who has <laughs> nothing to As a security do with guard, it, I'd, I'd just be like, stared at this this the whole is, fucking time. <laughs> this is fucking crazy. It's this
1: floating on crazy. its own. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, my whole time doing that, I would just be like waving my hand underneath it <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> like
1: it's a magic trick.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 just a giant hula hoop and like pass it around, over it, you know? Yeah, like I
1: I would not stop looking at that thing, which is something no, I do love about the scene where he stops at the gas station.
0: Oh, and the guy's sitting there is just staring at it.
1: Staring at it. They take pictures with it and shit, and then it takes off. Oh, oh my so God, funny. this kid's balls too. Hey, give me some change. I need to call somebody. <laughs> and of course this guy's like, yeah, sure, whatever you want, dude. You just came out of You're a, a spacecraft.
0: Sure. Yeah, I'm going to give you some change. I'm gonna give you some change. That's a good trick. (laughs) That's a good trick, kid. That is worth a quarter, Uh, at least. Uh, Oh, for
1: sure, dude.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love how he literally pulls over and calls for directions because the kid calls because he realizes he doesn't, he's trying to get home and realizes he doesn't know where his parents' new house is.
1: <laughs> I actually love that. T- I love that storyline. I'm yeah. like, that's, that's such a kid thing. Like if you put yourself into the perspective of like, if I'm watching this as a child, true. Yes. Like I buy into all of this. Absolutely. If I was stuck in a spacecraft and my family moved like, Oh yeah, I would have no idea. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, it's amazing that this kid could get it together and like, okay, I need a signal. Like, honestly, I like that part of it. I was like, I find that very believable that a child wouldn't know where his new house is.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But then they're like, yeah, it's by a bridge. It's like, okay, I don't know where that is. Oh yeah. But the thing that really gets me and the, the part that I did find more boring in the second half is once he gets in that spacecraft, really it's about getting home, but it's just them it's like they're just driving around and they kind of make a couple wrong turns, but none of those decisions actually impede them or slow them down or something that they need to overcome. Like they end up going to Tokyo and they're just like, Oh, this is Tokyo. This isn't Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Okay. We'll turn around and go the other way. But like that hiccup doesn't have any implication. It's just them kind of whizzing around the planet and not doing anything.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think there was probably somebody in some board meeting where this was like the this was cut differently and it had the same tone as the front end of it. And somebody at a board meeting was just pulling at their collar going, Whoa, is this supposed to be for kids? Like I'm stressed, dude. Like we need to we need to tone this down a little bit. That's kind of what it felt like to me was that the second half was kind of to remind you that this was a kids' movie. Yeah. Okay, watching ki- a kid do what a kid would do in this situation, it's lighter, nobody's shooting at them. With a it's kind of alien. just like, yeah. yeah, it's kind of just like hide-and-seek. You're playing a chasing game. Nobody's in that big of a dangerous, aside from the fact that he could get vaporized going back in time. Like, I... I'm you not saying I agree coming. with the decision, but I do think it's just meant to be like some sort of balancing thing of like, listen, we're supposed to have kids watch this. Okay. It's really, d- we drop a hard R word off the top. Okay. We've got, it, it gets really dark. This is like a Twilight episode. Can we just have some beach boys flying around for a minute? <laughs> like,
0: and it you does. You know what I mean? Well, and this this very much does come across as a attempt to rip off not rip off but or clone ET. Like this was well, the, they do even
1: make reference to that, right? He yes. said he just wanted to phone home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they they're like this is the kids with fun aliens genre, but the problem is that the alien comes into it so late, and in fact gets a personality so late because well, one thing we forgot to mention is. Um, when it reads the navigation out of uh, the kid's brain, it ends up picking up some of his personality. So he's kind of talking like a kid and it's Pee Wee Herman. It's uh, and, and I remember that happening way, way sooner. And it's really in the last third of the movie that he's like, all like, Whoa, we're crazy. We're flying. You said, get us 20 miles from here. So I went straight up. Whoa, red dude. (laughs) I was like, if you had introduced that, earlier in the movie that would have been more fun but that's another point where there's this huge tone shift
1: well that's why like honestly watching this i was like this is like low grade tarantino for kids where it's like oh my god we've had such a hard shift it's like it's like when the vampires show up and from dust till dawn it's like watching once upon a time in hollywood when everybody pops off at the you're like yeah where did this
0: how did this, where did this come from? What did you,
1: like you just kind of in, you kind of got to go along with it. Would I would I recommend this movie to anybody? No. Okay. No. I don't think I would never go out of my out of my way to where, recommend this movie. But I at no point I I don't feel like I felt disappointed watching it. I was like for a well, one go, I was like it was interesting at least.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you were sitting around on a Sunday afternoon and this was kind of on and it grabbed your eye for some reason, you'd probably finish watching it and you'd be like, what was that? That's fine. And then it would come up in a conversation years later and be like, Oh, I think I have seen that movie. You know? Um, I agree. I think the, the part that I really enjoyed was right at the beginning when they keep doing the fake out for the UFO. There's like three times that they're like, this movie's about aliens and you think it's about aliens. The opening credit, they're showing this flying saucer and then it cuts to and it turns out it's a dog catching a frisbee. Like they're at a a frisbee tournament. The which is the part-
1: funniest open. Cause it's oh. like, it has nothing to do with anything. At no point does this come up as like an essential that this dog needs to be able to catch a frisbee. All it, all yeah. that comes out of it is like, Hey, eight years later, this dog can catch a frisbee. Look at it. Look at it go. Believe in your dreams.
0: <laughs> and the dog was wearing glasses, which means that time had moved on. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second, the second takeout happens, <laughs> Not five minutes later. Like yeah. literally they're leaving the park with the dog. And then all of a sudden this shadow casts over everybody and everybody looks up and you're like, that's the alien. And then they look up and it's, it's just exactly- a It's <laughs> <laughs> So then, funny. <laughs> then they do it again. When he's looking like right about when the alien's going to actually be introduced, they do it again. He's walking through the woods And he looks up and this bright light comes over the trees and this saucer like emerges out. And then he takes a couple more steps and you see it's a water tower. (laughs) I was just like the commitment to do the fake out like a total of three times within the first like 15, 20 minutes of this movie was phenomenal. I was like, you are having so (laughs) much fun with this. I fucking love it. (laughs)
1: oh, you know, what was weird for me too. And it's such an eighties movie thing to do, but like right off the top of this movie, this dad catches this kid spying on a girl with a telescope (laughs) and his speech afterwards is not, Hey, don't do that. That's kind of weird. It's let me let me tell you how to talk to girls, son. Oh, look at look at this young lad becoming a man, huh? And it's like, oh my God, that is wow. We are in the eighties. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I would have loved if the dad had just come in and be like, oh yeah, you're looking at boats, and he looks in and goes, well, oh, I uh, guess we don't have uh, we've lost the privilege of having the telescope in our room, then haven't we?
1: Yes. Like, how is <laughs> that not? And I'm not saying you need to like rail on this kid because I think sometimes that does more harm than good if you're really like if you're too judgmental with somebody right okay because instead this can just be a moment of learning a lesson well, of hey. like hey so we don't we don't like people don't like to be spied on and here's yeah. why and like <laughs> and that's all it has to be hey. but instead of like hey oh look at look at my kid growing up. huh? Hey, yeah. look, look at, look at my straight kid. Look how straight he is. Good for him. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is, that is the most closeted father in the world. Be like, yeah, look at how, Look at how straight this kid is. Look at, look at, the,
1: look at us being men. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, well,
0: uh, <sighs> you, yeah. Cause it's the opportunity for you to go like, Hey, I've noticed you've taken an interest in looking at women. <laughs> Now let's talk about the boundaries for that. Yeah, let's talk about women's boundaries
1: and how to respect
0: them. (laughs) It's okay to want to look at girls. That's a thing that you experience at this age. Let's talk about how to do that respectfully. And also, you're going to have to sign this telescope out. We're keeping this in the closet from now on.
1: You have to sign it out. <laughs> <laughs> your parents you like was like telescope we need hours. To, we
0: need to know when you're using the telescope, you know? That's so funny. It's, it's yeah. the 1980s equivalent of the computers in the common room. You know what I mean? Oh,
1: so funny.
0: Which I don't even think exists as a thing anymore because everyone's got laptops and phones and stuff.
1: Well, yeah, but. plus everybody has a yeah, you got a computer in your pocket. Yeah.
0: <laughs> God. So good. Yeah. yeah, I in no way is NASA the villain or Dr. No, I don't, I,
1: I, I, it, 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 it's very minimal. If, if, even if you do disagree with some of the shit they do in this movie, there's no way they're more of a villain than that spacecraft. I'm sorry. Uh,
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Like
1: that timeline is so dark. Okay. (laughs) The fact that we, and I think they had to give them the Pee Wee Herman voice because they were like, this is dark. (laughs) How this can is we much... make this more whimsical? Because yeah. we need to because of the plot line.
0: <laughs> yeah, we if need you wrote fun... down this
1: plot line, it's
0: terrifying. <laughs> we need a fun, fun voice for this. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like this movie was pretty clear cut. Do you have anything else you want no. to? Yeah. No, I think that's it. NASA rarely, if ever, is actually the villain. Uh, a very respectable government organization. Um. Yeah. So, by, I guess before. Uh, it, oh no. So, it, it's time for our uh, definitive rankings. I guess uh, how good. Oh yes. Our
1: definitive rankings. Uh, my so favorite part.
0: I was doing uh, Doctor Faraday, the uh, the NASA scientist. Mm-hmm. Um. And I did the uh, the navigation scale. Okay, um, I
1: have a navigation scale as well, but I have a feeling ours is going to
0: be different. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so, on a scale from a compass to a GPS. Uh, I gave uh, Dr. Faraday a solid Polaris, the North Star, Uh, because when shit's going crazy, just trust the people who know about stars. That's what I'm going to say. Okay,
1: yeah. yeah, Mine is different, as I was sure, because I'm like, oh, you're going to be technical, and I'm going to be loose and not literal at all. (laughs) I've got um, from uh, your destination is on the left to uh, (laughs) music-interrupting... To say your turn is coming up in 10 kilometers, which I think we can all agree is the worst. Yes. I'm going to give NASA a very comfortable recalculating. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe we should have been given a little more information for sure, but you're doing your best, girl. You're out there. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to give NASA a recalculating. I like it.
0: I like it. <laughs> Uh, and before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, where we describe uh, people who've inspired us, disappointed us in our personal lives, a couple ways you can help the podcast. Um, if you uh, want to reach out to us, you can get a hold of us at uh, on Twitter at VWR podcast. That's uh, probably our most active one. But you can also reach out to us on Facebook. We're slowly figuring that out. Uh, facebook.com slash <laughs> uh, VillainWasRight. Or if you have any suggestions, as we said, this was, uh, this was something that uh, a few listeners have actually requested. Um, so we do uh, suggestions absolutely and if you have suggestions probably best place to do that is reach out to us at uh, uh was right at gmail.com uh, we do try and respond and uh, read everyone so you can go ahead and do that and a couple other ways you can help us
1: uh, please uh, hit us up on Patreon. We've got our Patreon if you want extra episodes, if you want to have more of a say on the episodes we do, if you would like us to tell you where to buy a hammock in your area when social distancing is done, <laughs> we can do that for you. Hit us up on Patreon. Backslash Villain was right. Um, we've got. Great, great stuff you can get on there. And, of course, we love you so much for supporting the podcast through that. And you know what? If you can't afford it, don't worry about it. We love you for listening. Anyway, thank you so much for being regulars and checking us out every week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate it, guys. So uh, we have uh, Heroes and Villains now. Rebecca, what do you got? I you Oh, thinking? man, I
1: just have a – just a quick little rant, okay? Because this was all about navigation, I just wanted to talk about GPS for just one second because, like, there is – a feature that I cannot and have not been able to wrap my head around. And that is, and I don't think it's mostly Google. Maps, it's generally when you're using GPS in a car or something like that, but they always give you a route where it's like, Oh, or if you want to go this way, it's an extra hour and a half. And it's like, who is that for? <laughs> who the fuck is that for? Who's looking at this and going, you know what? want to drive longer. Okay. I want to, I want to go the more scenic route that too. I one time I had a suggestion for an extra three hours and I was like,
0: "Jesus, what? Yes.
1: What? what, why, why are we doing this? Because if, and I, and I like trying to rationalize this, I'm like, okay, well maybe if it's like, if you want to hit a different town in the middle and you're like, Oh, you have a stop point. That's what you put as your first destination. It's like, how do I get there the fastest? And then I'll get my secondary location. I don't understand who this is for. I don't know why it's been designed that way. If somebody could stop doing that, I would love it because I find it really frustrating. And sometimes when you're coming up on a turn, it gets very confusing about which way you're supposed to go. When you're also recommending a different route for some reason, it's two and a half hours. A difference. I, I, I don't understand it. It's my villain of the week. I fucking hate that so much. It drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah,
0: my dad actually encountered that problem where it was like, it was gonna take him hours to get home and he realized that he headed on a void highways. Uh, and like, like, why is that
1: even an option? Why do you always turn back to having tolls, okay? I hit no tolls every time and it resets because it's a capitalist bastard, okay? And I well, hate it. yeah, and it's... A, it,
0: where we live, it's not so bad because we've got, like, one toll road. But, like, in other places, it's, it's it's a disaster. Like, you'll be routed around everything. But, yeah. I agree. It's ridiculous. Uh, you know I fought with GPS, too. <laughs> 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 um, so, uh, yeah, for me this week, I've got a, a hero. My hero is actually uh, my dad, my father, this week. Ah. Uh, because uh, just a funny little story. So right before all this uh, social distancing stuff went down, I was back home in my hometown of Chatham, Ontario, uh, I, I had a gig, which is uh, turns out to be one of the last gig that I did before all this happened, and I was staying with them overnight. Um, so that was Saturday night. Sunday, my plan was like, you know what, I'm gonna visit for a bit, have some lunch, and then I'm gonna hit the road and head back home. And Dad was like, well, let's go, um, let's go for a, a walk in the cemetery. Let's go visit your mom, and you know, it, it, it'll be nice and stuff like that. So we're like, I'm like, yeah, let's go. Um, and my car. Was blocking in the driveway. So I was like, let's just take my car. Right. So my dad and my stepmom, we crawl in my car and we're driving there. And I go, yeah, it's a, you know, my dad's like, oh, this is, uh, this is actually uh, nice. This is a nice car. You know, it's like, it's been working out well for you. And I was like, yeah, it's been working out well. You know, I got to go, I got to like get it cleaned at some point. I haven't taken it to the car wash in a bit. And he's, he's like, oh, well, well there, there's one right up here. You should pull over. It's like, don't worry about it. I'll get it when I get out of, go to get out of town because I'm going to have to get gas. He's like, there's a gas station right up here. You need to pull over and get gas right away. I was like, dad, we're on our way to somewhere. I'm not going to pull over right now to get gas. Like, we're fine. So we go, we park, we walk through the cemetery. It's very nice. Uh, we get back in the car. We're driving back home. And dad's like, look, look, it's a gas station right there. Pull over right now. Pull over right now. I was like, okay, fine. So I pull over. <laughs> and I just want to say, I am an adult man I own this car outright. I paid for the gas to get down there, all the rest. And I go to fill up gas and dad immediately like gets out of the car, reaches across from me and like does his tap of the credit card to like pay for it before I even have a chance to like pull out my wallet. He's like, what kind of car wash do you want? I'm like, dad, we don't need to do a car wash right now. He's like, what kind do you want? I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, so he selects the car wash there. I fill up. We get the thing and then we go line up and it's like, it's a nice sunny day. So there's lots of people in line for this. So we're just kind of waiting and we're talking and I'm like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. It's like, you know, yeah, the inside's pretty nice for the car. It's like, yeah, I probably should, uh, you know, wipe it down. I keep some wipes and stuff in the back to try and keep the inside clean. But, you know, I should probably, I'm thinking about going to get it like professionally detailed or something like that. Just to really get all the grime. And then my stepmom in the backseat goes, well, uh, your dad's got all the tools at home. (laughs) just you should you should do that i was like no we're not gonna detail my car we need to go so we get through the the car wash we drive home and then as soon as we get in the driveway dad is pulling out these buckets he's pulling out the shop vac he's opening all my doors of my car he's like taking out the mats and like scrubbing them down and i'm like sitting there helping him because i'm obviously i'm just like Well, this is something you've decided to do (laughs) and I'm not going to stand here and watch you clean my car. So I'm helping him out. And then lunchtime comes, we go inside and I'm helping my stepmom like clean up lunch and stuff like that. And dad goes back out to like finish up cleaning my car. And I just turned to my stepmom and I was like, he really does not stop, does he? (laughs) And she's just like, yeah, I just have to let him go. There's no stopping him. So I should have learned my lesson, not to mention things that I was thinking about doing that dad absolutely needed to do. But it was just, uh, just a very nice experience to have before, uh, before we called it quits on seeing everybody for a while. So my car is shiny and bright and new and has not been used in weeks. So there we go.
1: Oh, that's so, that's the... That's the dadliest dad story. Right? Exactly. Oh, dad, 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 dad. Like
0: <laughs> you've been dadded, son. Yeah. That's it's what's like happening. You're never not the kid, you know? Oh um, yeah.
1: I mean, that's all parents. You know what I mean? I feel the same way every
0: time I go home.
1: But yeah, that's oh that's super nice. Yeah, it's just a and a nice. really nice story.
0: Nice <laughs> little story. So there we go.
1: Ah, oh, well, that's uh, lifted my spirits a bit, oh. Craig. To tell you, um, and uh, yeah. So, where can people follow you, Craig? Uh,
0: yeah, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at Craig Fake Comedy, Craig Fake Comedy on Facebook as well. If you want to uh, check out my YouTube channel, there is a video project that has been oh, about a year, year and a half in the works, uh, and finally, I'm getting it going. Um, so if you want to check out my YouTube channel, you can just uh, search for Craig Faye on there and, uh, subscribe to that and you'll be alerted when, uh, the video drops. I'll probably have more details on next week's episode about that. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah.
1: And as always, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads at any social media of, of your choosing. You can also uh, find my website at rebeccareeds.com where I'll have uh, videos, uh, Twitter feeds, fun stuff like that. If you want to check that out, hit me up there. That's R-E-B-E-C-C-A-R-E-E-D-S. Um, And that has been us from The Villain Was Right. Check out our uh, episode next week, which is Iron Man 2 with very special guest, Andrew Ivamy. So look out for that next week. We're very excited for that episode. Um, And as always, that's been us from The Villain Was Right, reminding you to never let your henchmen play cards.
0: The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Rivemy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, web comics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.